CS people, welcome back to another episode of the One Two Podcast. Football from the real boats by myself, Jay, and my usual co-host Dave. Let the people know you're in the building, bro. What's good? What's good? What's good? Come on, man. We move back again for the dice down. All the, the usual drama has gone down this weekend, as per usual. We're coming to you a bit later this weekend. I mean, well, this episode, shall I say? But we're still here. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. But without further ado, there's only one place you can start. Manchester City, or should I say Liverpool versus Manchester City, because it was at Anfield. Yeah. Boy, what a game. I like to call this one the, the new classico. Like, it's kind of, I know people get a bit touchy of like, oh, it's not a derby. It's not, it's not a big game because the history's not there. But I saw that debate going around. I don't know if you said it. I think it was... One of those old man city players, uh, he's a striker. Like yeah. I can't remember his name though. But he started that kind of debate and I'm I'm confused why people took that personal or like took it away. Yeah, it's cause people even like I don't know, I think people get kind of like um a bit tribal. With, nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Especially with like other derbies as well, like what is the best derby, this and that. And it it's like there's some criteria that needs to be met, but I just think that Obviously, Ma- Manchester and Liverpool have that type of rivalry anyway in terms of, like, the North. Obviously, classically, it's Liverpool and um, Man United, but yeah. I think... No, like, I've, I've always thought, obviously, the North London derby, nothing tops that. That's, that's yeah. one of the best derbies in the world, let alone the league. Yeah. But then next up, I, I, there's a strong case for it being Liverpool-Man City because not only have they not been, like, you know, the top dogs over, like, let's say last three four years but mm. the games have actually been good yeah like even though even a nil nil because i remember there was a nil nil um at anfield the one yeah. where mara skied the penalty yeah but it's like that game was a good game it was just and then nearly liverpool they lost their record that, their, their record had been done from early i think so, that that one was that one was more of a nil nil because that was the that was one of the first where they were properly properly challenging because they obviously came one point between each other yeah, so that was like the first one that season. Yeah. Right. yeah, but even like for previous years, because on my story I posted like all the goals. There was some, there's some, some, there's been some good fixtures in terms of like obviously Man City have had a peak record at um, Anfield. Obviously they hadn't won, I think 2003 to prior, but yeah, long time. Liverpool had got some big results at um, the Etihad. Obviously um, City had beat Liverpool at the Etihad as well, but yeah. Not to mention that. Do you know that? Do you remember that two-one game, which essentially won Man City the title? Sane yeah, winner. Exactly. That's up there as one of the greatest ever Premier League games. That, yeah, hundred percent. That's it. That's it. That's the one that comes to my mind every time I think about this fixture, like from now on. So, yeah, and yeah, it tends to be like a Premier League final type of thing. And this weekend had it another plastic. Yeah, had a lot of questions coming into it, like. Obviously, remember I was saying it would be a nil-nil. It, it was not saying it would be a nil-nil, but it kind of had that feel. You know the big games. Yeah, just cancel each other out. Just like not trying to lose, not trying to win, not trying to um, drop too many points. Like, but pff, boy, it was a crazy. It was game, an interesting man. one. It was very, very interesting. No, the way it started off, it was very sloppy. I'm not even gonna lie, from both sides. Like, yeah. Man City have been on crazy form, but I'll be the first to admit, like. Liverpool were sloppy, but it's, not to say it's expected, but they've been sloppy throughout this whole year, 2021. Yeah. So, 
you know, if they're sloppy again, it's not new, really. Man City were kind of sloppy. Everyone was kind of on it. So I kind of thought at first Liverpool might have a little shot here mm. if they Capitalize. strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, cap- mm. yeah, basically that. And um, yeah, that was until. So yeah, I'd say like in like the first half an hour, I don't recall much really happening. I just remember it being loads of sloppy passes, no, not much big chances, and everything was just kind of on edge. Yeah. Then boom, the penalty. The penalty. Oh. I'll let you talk about the penalty because I, I, I believe you actually hinted on this run-up in one of the previous yeah. podcasts. I remember, so I know from even Champions League final 2013 with Bayern and Dortmund, I remember he stepped up and he scored like the equaliser. Yeah. And I'm just seeing the way this guy's running up, like 90 degrees, like cool. Everyone has their own. I know run-up is usually um, routine because I know like obviously Neymar has his thing. Um, funnily enough, I don't think Messi has one in particular. Like he doesn't have some like signature move. But even yeah, now, even now, Dowski has a little step before looking at the keeper. But Gundogan, he kind of runs up at like um, almost ninety degree. But that means the way he kicks the ball, it's not it's not as suggestive to like decide that you're going. Mm. But so this time he's he's I think he took one a couple of this season. But Mancy had just been notorious for not having a proper pen taker. Like the CC Edison on pins. I'm trying to see them, man. I'm trying to see as well. I can't like imagine him messing and just running, sprinting all the way back. Man, that would be so funny. But yeah, the way Gundogan, so he ran up and he got so underneath the ball, it was it was mad. I don't. He did, the thing is, he didn't even look like not confident. He didn't look like like he's been on very good form. Obviously, shown fucking later in the game and obviously yeah, he bagged the two goals, but. Very strange penalty, and obviously, like we mentioned before, the Mares missed at Anfield before, and De Bruyne missed last year. De Bruyne, well. yeah, oh. in the um, at the Etihad the season, yeah, when he put it so wide, and even after that, went after he blasted that over, I was thinking, right, this actually might still be a nil-nil if Liverpool don't. If Liverpool I think don't that's what made me think. That's what made me think even more. Liverpool might actually have a shot because, yeah. as I said, Man City were sloppy. Then this just felt like one of those typical moments, yeah. especially of this season where Liverpool might run out two 0 winners, and then Man City will be ruining the opportunity and all of that jazz. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, I, I believe it went half time nil nil. Yeah, and uh, everything was you know Liverpool was still in the game. Also with that but, pen, that was kind of like the first couple signs that Sterling was toasting. I love Trent on that side. Literally, like, this is the Sterling I wanted to see. Yeah. This is the Sterling that I've always... Re- the thing is, that's why I've never really tolerated Sterling slander like that. Mm. And when people try that, it's like, he's, he puts out the output, so you can't even chat about numbers. Yeah, the numbers are... He does the stuff on the pitch. You can't chat about that. The only criticism I had of him is, and this is like a criticism I had of the brain as well, mm. it felt like at one point, them two had a little link up where it was strictly the Bruyne is going to spam back post crosses and then uh, Raheem Sterling is always there. Yeah. And there was just a small period because let's say it was about three to four month period but it felt like that's all I was seeing at one point and I still like that. Mm. But other than that, like Sterling is and until further notes will always be best wingers in the Premier League and yesterday he showed what he's about. Well, yeah. not yesterday, sorry, like three, two days ago or something. But yeah, yeah, exactly. If not, if not him being like a goal scorer, because I think that goal that he got from like the the third one yeah. was his hundredth goal under Pep. That's 
that's like Messi numbers. And obviously, yeah. Well, no, I think I saw the graphic. I, I couldn't believe it. Messi had like 212. I'm thinking, yeah, this no, guy played on the pep for four years. Yeah. How did he manage to get that much goals? Like, yeah. <laughs> that was that was that because we got that 91 in that in that in 2012. That's it's mad. Fake. Like, I don't get it. But but even to be in that top three, how long has he been with Sterling? Four four years or something. Four years month? as well. Yeah, but if we, if we if we humanise him in terms of like obviously Messi's kind of incomparable that's yeah, still yeah. crazy crazy like statistics yeah so and yeah exactly because yeah like I was saying if not if him not being a goal scorer this time he proved like how much of a pure winger he still is just dribbling mm. um, taking on defenders just because it's not even like I don't know with dribbling sometimes I know people bring up stats like take-ons completed and stuff, but often it's not, it doesn't seem as productive. Like someone who doesn't, I've, I've heard a few people say this, but someone who doesn't really understand football, not in a patronising way, but it can just be like, what's the point of dribbling if you're not going to do anything with it? But it also, it's also that idea of like wearing down the defence because at some point you're going to get, you're going to get past him if not um, for him. You're going to earn yourself a penalty. You're going to, I think the... Um, the first first City goal was kind of created down that side and then obviously it swung over but just taking that defender out of the game just getting in his in his mind just like kind of slowly slowly breaking him down is so so key especially to a Man City team that doesn't have a proper striker obviously they've I think Jesus got brought on but Foden was kind of in that false nine so mm. having the wingers just doing doing their job is was very important and standing to that very well proper man so then, yeah, the second half started. Pretty much instant impact. Yeah. What was it like? Two, three minutes in. Yeah, setting the um, tone definitely. Because I think I think both managers go in, and they're mm. just saying, "Listen, this game is this game's up for grabs." Yeah. Yeah. It's not a thing of. We may have come into it like saying, "Cool, let's just see how it goes." Like we don't need to lose, but it's definitely a thing of like this is up for grabs. We need to we need to capitalize. Yeah, man. I'm just gonna try to look at the goals again, just so I can remind myself. But yeah, yeah, man. Instant, man. City. But yeah, so it was definitely, it was definitely, um, I come out the blocks. Let's get as many goals, and obviously for Man City personally, they want to continue their little, well, not little, but they don't want to give United a sniff. Like if the, if. I know some United fans were more like, oh, let's just get a draw as opposed to a Liverpool win because they thought, cool, let's just, let's not have too much of a point differential. Obviously, they drew their game. But I think Man City winning this as opposed to losing or drawing is definitely a thing of like, cool, we're not stopping. I think like this is the start of their quote-unquote hard run. And then yeah. them starting off on a good note, a 4-1 win at a place they haven't won, they haven't won in... 18 or so years definitely setting the tone yeah this was a big statement obviously I've just seen the goal now so you know as you said Sterling doing up his proper pure winger movements mm. the dribbling the directness coming at him as you said Trent we might as well touch on Trent quickly now Trent's someone I've always backed uh, I'm still not going to let a poor three, four, arguably five months right off his good three years but this season on, all, on the grand scheme of things, he's been totally off the ball. 
what I would like, what I would say yeah. is that he's definitely been exposed as well because, like, I think we've all kind of gathered that defending is not obviously his top top thing. He he has he does actually contribute defensively, which I think is kind of overlooked sometimes. But yeah, yeah, because we need. No, I think with his, yeah, go I on. think with his defending is that like he's never been world class, mm. but I think people. It's, it's such a weird situation because now it's kind of fell into that agenda. Mm. But previously, the thing was, let's put in ratings. People say his attacking output or his attacking contributions, like a 8, 9 out of 10, his defensive is 1. Mm. I've always been like, his attacking is like 8, 9, but his defending is about 5. It's not as bad as people make it out, yeah. but it's not the best, obviously. Yeah. But obviously, this season, you know, it's kind of fell into that agenda as I said because his defending has been, as you said, he's been very exposed, somewhat targeted. Mm. I'm seeing a lot more attacks come down his side now, yeah. as opposed to a balance between him and uh, Robertson. So it's been a mix of everything, but right now, yeah, definitely, he, he's he's just going through it right now, and it's unfortunate, kind of, because they've got no one else to really bring in that position. Yeah, not only if they never really had an out and out backup right back, you know, if Trent got injured. You're putting James Milner there or someone mad mm. or Pavinho. So they never had an out and out back on. And now they've got injuries as well. So kind of really truly, he just has to ride through this little tough period. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, it was Sterling. Had him on toast, as you said. Yeah, on Cutting toast. in. <laughs> and then Foden. Foden, this was the start of. I mean, he was, again, he was always in this game. Mm. But from this goal, this is where he properly came alive in this game yeah. it was see the ball from Sterling fell to him rebound and then now should, should we touch on Alisson quickly or should we wait till the, next, the other goals where Alisson's proper at full what I would say is I would say at this point Alisson lost his head but it's definitely more Foden's brilliance as opposed to goalkeeping because I didn't actually yeah. notice that it was as close to Alisson at the start because I thought if you're hitting the ball that hard this because <laughs> you know them ones, mm. you know them ones when you get beat at the near post you just the keepers just put their hand up I've just reflex, yeah. but there's no way they're gonna save it. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, no, that, that's, that was one nil, and then game was in Liverpool's hands. I mean, sorry, Man City's hands, and it just felt like yeah, Liverpool had their chance. Maybe as I said, Liverpool, Man City started off a bit sloppy. You had your chance to maybe capitalize and you know put your foot in the game, but yeah, it's, it's gone now. Like mm. when City are in their groove, when they take the lead, it's long. It's, it's a wrap. Yeah, definitely. But, 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 but. A rare, a rare Ruben Diaz blunder. Yeah, I was very surprised. Can we even call that blunder, though? <sighs> again, it comes back to the referees, but, you know, I'll, I'll let you... What I would say, it was a it was a tad bit of panic. Because it looked very, yeah. like, sh- shit type of thing. Which, yeah. I personally don't think he should have done. Because, obviously, John Stones came across... Yeah, I wouldn't say it was. I wouldn't say it was bad defending. It was definitely panic, and like you're saying, it's a very it's a contentious one because obviously he gets pulled on the arm, so he's not he's not pulled down to the ground violently per se. But if Salah doesn't go down, he's not getting he's not getting anything from the ref type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. My thing is, you're right. He panics. Yeah. And I'm not gonna sit and say it wasn't a penalty because. That was a penalty. He panicked. You know, it's one of those things where Chris Salah's so quick. Mm. One little millisecond of a miscalculation. Yeah. 
you're pissed because exactly. he's off. So that's essentially what happened. What I will say, I have two things I will say. You know, Salah's always been my guy, but he went down a bit easy. But on one hand, I'm thinking he went down a bit easy. And on another hand, I'm thinking if he stays up, but he's off balance, he doesn't get the pen. And this has always been a big debate, which maybe something we'll touch on more in the future. But it's like attackers kind of feel forced to go down without diving, like out and out diving. They kind of feel forced to let themselves go mm-hmm. so they can win a penalty. Because I think if they stayed up, referees wouldn't think to themselves, oh, he's been fouled, but he's done his best to stand up, mm-hmm. but he's still been fouled. Yeah. If you know where I'm coming from. Exactly, 100%. Literally that. What I would say is that I would have thought that kind of went away with the whole point of VAR. Because if he, if he then takes a bad shot, I, just, I don't know. No, you're right though, because that's kind of what VAR is there for. Yeah. But then again, we come back to the the whole VAR discussion. It's just not being used right. If it's not going to be used right, just take it away. Yeah, because if um, who's their keeper? If Edison picks up the ball quickly, pumps it downfield, and they have somehow on a counter attack, which is very possible with Edison's kicking and the pace they got in behind, the penalty's overlooked. Like, where, where, does the goal then not stand because he was the penalty was earlier type of thing? It's all. It's all techie, so he, yeah. The thing with going down is it definitely gives the referee a, a, a physical opportunity to to make his decision. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. as opposed to like, um, yeah, as opposed to waiting for anything really or, or on his own ground. The one time where Salah didn't need to go down, which was very interesting, was the, um, you know, the one um, against Arsenal where David Luiz pulled his shirt. Oh yeah, and yeah. he didn't actually he didn't actually go down. It was um, yeah, yeah. I remember it was in the analysis and everyone talking like he was kind of getting praised for it, which was because it, that's the thing. It's ironic. That's the thing with Sterling. Yeah, because I mean not Sterling, sorry, Salah. Because the thing about Salah, he actually has one of, if not the best core strengths in the Premier League, yeah. arguably the world. Yeah, Shrugging this guy off the ball, it's not happening. Mm. So it's like he can do this. He can stay upright if he wants to. But then, as I said, it falls back into that debate where if he stays up, but he's genuinely off balance and it messes him up, like he's not going to get the goal, he won't get the penalty, mm. slide, lose, lose if he stays up. Mm-hmm. But as I said, I, might, I genuinely might make a post on this to see what the people in the comments are saying because a debate is definitely there to be had. Yeah. But the other point I also had to this kind of situation, so we, so we say, is inconsistency from the referees. Now, as I said, penalty, no debate about that. I vividly remember a dead stamp of this situation. Uh, let's replace Ruben Diaz with David Luiz and let's replace Mohamed Salah with Riyad Mahrez. Mm-hmm. Exact same position, angles. Like, you, bro, you, you couldn't separate the team mm. other than the colours of their kits in the stadiums. Yeah. And um, one player got sent off for that straight. Yeah. And obviously, Ruben Diaz um, escaped a card. Now, this isn't me coming at Devil Luis nor Diaz. It's me coming for the refs. Mm. All I'm asking for is incons- I mean, consistency in this game. Not all this inconsistency. It can't be one ball for one and a different one for the other. Yeah. Yeah, Blue. I think it's the, if, if even what we were talking about last week with uh, the Devil Luis thing getting sent off against Wolves. It's. it's, it's, it's the thing, the, the, the thing that the referees love to, um, they love to draw for is, or even like, 
I remember I was talking to my boy, you know, um, on BT Sport, even Sky sometimes, they, they cut to like their resident referee. They love, yeah. they love, what is it, Peter Walton? Yeah, Peter Walton. They love drawing for by the letter of the law, by this and that. So sometimes it's the letter of the law. Next time it's up to the referee's interpretation. And you're thinking, how can that, how can those two things coincide? If, a, if in the law books, which I totally fine with having, by the way, not, I'm not saying that referee should fucking make up on the spot. I'm totally fine with having. If, if a player's pulled down inside the box, last man, da da da, it's a red card. It shouldn't be, ah, yeah. oh, because it's David Luiz, um, I, I think it should be a red card. Because it's Ruben Diaz and you know what, he panicked, so it's not that deep and I want to keep the game interesting. Let's not send them off, type of thing. Like, how, when does it get to that point? And referees are such person, they're person, I don't know how they're vetted, I don't know how. I remember, that's why I was so interested to watch that UEFA documentary, because I really wanted to see, like, if there was a certain characteristic that all referees had. But mm. it's never like, it's never like, oh, they're, they're impartial or they're, um, they're a certain type of way. It just seems like anyone could be a ref, which is totally fair enough. So, yeah. Um, can you hear me still? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the, the, the room for interpretation is way, way too much. Mm. <sighs> yeah. That, that's basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Literally. So, um, and you made a comment about this on one of my posts and you kind of just touched on it there. And again, another debate. There's so much debates that can be had within these situations, but it's like, what? Is reputation actually playing yeah. a part in mm, some of uh-huh. these decisions now? Like, when you got, as you said, with Devin Louise and Diaz, it's like, you got Diaz, he's a, a known world-class defender, never really makes these blunders. If you swap the positions, like, are you going to get the same response if it was a, as you said, David Luiz, who does have a whole catalogue, not even a catalogue, a highlight reel of all these mistakes and stuff yeah, like that. Because even, even with um, and the other like, way, with like ooh. Salah, he mm. has a quote-unquote reputation for diving. Zaha especially, I know Zaha yeah. a lot. That guy must feel so um, misrefereed because... That's why he's always... Yeah, because um, he knows that he literally has to be his legs kicked out of his fucking of his um his feet kicked out of his boots for him to to actually get something because if he goes down draw for yellow I remember it happened against Arsenal where he got so clearly just like body checked by holding but he got a yellow card for diving and obviously VAR came and saved the day and they got the pen but definitely I, def- I think it definitely works I think it's a definitely a reputation thing and it's kind of like do they use that to then in their mindset because you know the mindset of like um, he didn't mean to bring him down or he meant to bring him down like with David Luiz they know that yeah. Ooh, maybe, maybe I know he kind of masked it but I know for a fact I know what he's doing or he's done this before so yeah but the, that's the thing definitely you know the debate is definitely there to be had that like, mm-hmm. genuinely might make a post on it tonight but um, but yeah obviously they did get the penalty no debate about that well taken penalty you know Mohamed Salah from the penalty spot, yeah. you can never doubt him. He's always some one guy you can rely on. Right into the, I wouldn't say the roof. It wasn't kind of the roof or the, nor the top corner, but it was high, safe. Definitely more confident than on that same one, side. 1-1. One. Literally, yeah. one should be taking notes. But um, yeah, brilliant penalty from Mohamed Salah. No debate about that. And then it was so weird because it's like, 
they didn't deserve to be back in this game, but they are back in this game. And I've seen so many games like this happen. I'll probably say United, without disrespect, United are famously done this so many times this season. I mean, so many times they've got back into games, maybe an equaliser, and they haven't been playing well. They didn't deserve to be, but they're here and they'll go out and win it. And I slightly got them kind of vibes from this game. It's like, it could be a little snatch and grab kind of thing. Sorry, yeah. But, but um, yeah, no, it's cool. Um, but then, obviously, mm. they carried on being sloppy. And I think this is best where yeah. we can touch on Alisson. Because before the second goal, Alisson had a little moment, which kind of, you could say, was a little warm-up, <laughs> a little taste of, of what was to come. Before the actual goal in the end. Now, um, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what was... Before we get into this, what I will say is, um, before we criticise him, because he, he deserves his criticism, what I will say is, I've seen so many wild takes on Alisson uh, since this game, and I'm thinking, cool, criticise him for the performance, I'm here for a bit of bounce, all that, that's cool, that's part of the game, but it's like, I'm seeing some of the takes, like, he always gets stopped free <laughs> from all of this stuff, and all of that stuff, man. This guy is consistently, although I, I, I personally always preferred Edison, because uh, obviously it's been, you know, as you said, Liverpool, Man City, the top two teams yeah. recent times, they're both Brazilian keepers. I've always preferred Edison just because I like the way he's a bit more comfortable, the ball at his feet, and I don't know, I've just had a personal preference. But I've always had that respect for Edison, like he's comfortably one of the best keepers in the league for past, ever since he's came. This is probably mm. his first actual mistake. I can't remember another mistake prior to this. I'll be the most important mm. keeper in Liverpool's history and the stuff they've won since he arrived. And um, even this season, during all the, all the Liverpool's kind of poor performances, I say it was him, Fabinho, and I'd say it was just them two you could say consistently throughout the season of bailed out Liverpool. Yeah, like time. you're saying, the only other thing I can think of is maybe that penalty against Burnley, but that was that was just shit defending. But yeah, definitely the people. It's it's just the yeah. react, that was like. But, one of the f- the few times where you could properly see like reactionary football fans and stuff like that, like it's crazy. I'm thinking Allison of all yeah. people, like this guy never messes up. This is just he had his little carrier's moment, and he'll that's, probably be back. That's to the ironic stuff thing. It's like every yeah, time Allison's not playing, whether it's Carrius or um, what's the man's name, Adrian. I don't know if the other the other Bulgarian guys done anything similar, but. It's kind of like, oh, if Alisson was there, he wouldn't make that same mistake. That's why it's so ironic to me. But, yeah, man. But let's actually talk on him. Like, it's crazy. So I'm not even talking yeah. about the goal first. That the was the thing. Up, man. What was he yeah. doing? Like, yeah, yeah. Was you actually, was you actually there? there yeah, Jamie Carragher. <laughs> Do you know what? Because I weren't looking at the screen. <laughs> I looked up when he made the noise and I was like, oh, shit, what's happening now? Because you know how Jamie, you know how Carragher doesn't speak too much. Um, he only like has the little analysis bit. So I knew it must have been, <laughs> it must have been properly peak for him to draw for them. Uh, that's the, that's the thing. It was weird because it's like I'm seeing him and he's all chipping over the ball, man. and it's like. And you know what? I don't know. Wow. If, I'm just thinking of like the positioning because I'm looking at it now, and obviously Henderson's kind of in in the box. Fabinho's in the box for them. Like he has the options, but he's he's so far forward. Obviously, Jesus is like pressing him, and that's the thing with City's attack. Even just in general play, they were pressing quite high because they obviously knew that they weren't comfortable centre backs. Mm. But 
I don't know, some. Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head. He was literally, his head was gone. He was rattled because it's like one of those things where, obviously, as you said, he had the chance to pass it to a Henderson, pass it to a Fabinho was beside him, or just kick it long. I'm <laughs> having second thoughts. The moment yeah. you have them second thoughts, See, and because you know what, then long. you're not doing it with confidence. And and then I think the Man City players yeah. can then literally. smell that. They I'm just trying to think. I think, but obviously, before, I think he. I would he say seen, I thought Robertson was way, on, way too high up the pitch. If you can see your your keeper struggling, bro, like he's not going to do some. That's the thing. I think I don't know if it's a clock thing or I know a whole manager playing out the back. Like they always say, like stick to your guns type of thing. Like don't, if you're if you're struggling, good. Don't I know mm. people, Arsenal fans had a problem with Leno because we would have the same thing. We're just fucking about. Oh. There's no options there, but they're like, "Oh, I need to stick with this, bro." Honestly, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get sacked if you don't just kick it long. It's just so much more safer. Like, mm. if you kick it long and it goes to them, at least you have two lines of defense to for them to break down again. But yeah, it was mad. It was mm. absolutely mad. Yeah, man. So he eventually cleared it, but man kicked it right to Foden. And as I said, from that mm. first goal, this is where Foden came alive. So we saw, obviously, I think this is when, might yeah. be when Gabriel Jesus came on, because yeah. he was on the right. This is when he was like on the right. So yeah, so um, the dribbling, oh, the way he was, was gliding angelic. through, you know, we see, we hear the name. Exactly, we hear the name mm. uh, um, Stockport Iniesta. And it's like, that's that gave you strong Iniesta vibes because... It's, our, it's one quality about Iniesta mm. that does not get talked about a lot. But yes. that guy was a phenomenal dribbler. When it comes to gliding with the ball... Both third I can't as well. Think I know third is strongly left third, but... It's that level of deception, like, am I going to take it with my yeah, right? Like, am I going to take it with my left? Can I go around you this way, that way? Mesmerising. Literally. Like, we hear loads of these other guys and, you know, respecting them. Like, I, 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 put, I wouldn't put him yeah, far behind Messi when it comes to dribbling. Obviously, Messi is, in my opinion, probably the ultimate dribbler. In his prime... You know some people no don't rate his dribbling. I don't know if you posted Messi. about it, but there were some posts where... There were some posts where it was like, he's not? the ultimate footballer. And they put, me- some, they put Messi for dribbling, and I'm like, Messi's not even that good at dribbling. But that's another story. That's another story. That is... But yeah, that is, um, that is we're third in, yeah. But yeah, no, my man's just gliding through. You know, if it's not... Um, Alexander Arnold on toast. Yeah. Robertson on toast. You can't get near him. Loved him over, loved the ball of a keeper. And again, going yeah. the one there. Redemption. Misses penalty. You know what I like? I like with the his, I know, I know if it's obviously a class dribbler, but if that's on a counter attack or if that's like build up play and you do that dribble calm, you're in the flow of things. But I like the composure because it's not, it wasn't just a yeah. shit, I've got the ball, let me have a shot because he's off his line type of thing. He didn't, or he didn't shoot from after he got past them. Um, Robertson, so keeping your head up, keeping things in slow. I know um, I've been starting to think about this layer. Like the ultimate footballer must see things in slow motion because there's different there's different things happening. Mm. Keepers coming out, defenders coming at you. If you just keep a cool head, slow motion, and see, look up. Because I know a lot of wingers or a lot of midfielders that are good at dribbling don't tend to look up. They just do their thing, head down, doing their thing, and just head down. hit it into a space where they think. But Obviously, in that example, if he'd just put it into the box, um, he wouldn't have seen Gunan. Yeah, it was class. He's so good. Like, I'm even watching the goal. Like, he's so good. And obviously, it, the finish from Gunan was kind of like his first goal. It's like, 
Yeah. Like, it kind of looks like he was trying to do that, but um, he kind of passed it into the crossbar. Yeah, I think there was a slight, slight deflection because it got it got pushed up. Because I thought, I thought, I went, oh yes, yeah. I think it kind of hit um, Fabinho on the way through. Because I thought, like, why would you go for the roof of the net again? Uh-huh. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, brilliant finish again from him. And then that's yeah. that's when Liverpool's head was just gone. Right? Like they, they were rattled, no getting back into it. They're, they're playing the ball in the defensive area when their heads rattled. That should be rule number one. Just don't don't do that. That you can't be taking these risks when you're already <laughs> wounded. Should we say it is kind of it's kind of mad and thinking about. I think yeah. it was. Pre- the third goal was pretty much a dead stamp of the second goal. Obviously, different kind of positions. But again, Allison, I'm pretty sure this was like minutes apart. Passed it right to Bernardo Silva. And it's just like, as you said, in your in these positions, I get it. You've got your tactics, you've got your style of play, you've got everything. Brother, just clear yeah, it out and just accept today's not your day. It's all right. <laughs> what? Man passed it right to Bernardo Silva. Like, and I think with, with a footballer, like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie I'm not the best but, and I've made a few sloppy passes but you kind of have an idea of where people are standing in your in your head if you're not looking because he did a no look thing I don't know mm. don't know why and you're just thinking yeah and what, then what, Bernardo he because he, he didn't even like at least with Foden he kind of cut through the pass which is not fair enough but at least Robertson was there this guy he literally passed to Bernardo Silva I think that that was proper head loss. Because if that was the first one, then yeah. you think, mm, but this one was proper head loss. Literally, and you know, I saw loads of people talking about the goal and everything and, and all of that. But they think he's sure? Silver for that assist, because the way he I you know what? That looked yeah. like a, a football version yeah. of Ali. If I saw it on one page, I can't remember. But it looked like yeah, he looked like he was shooting. But if, he, if yeah, Sterling no, left that, I that's think, definitely off target. I think what he saw, what Silver saw, is that they were both, like, um, Alisson was low down. I think he just thought, let me get it over him. And I know Sterling's there, so he can sweep it up if he's not, if it's off. But yeah. Because mm. I, I remember the referee, he was in a mad, not, like, not, but... he was looking down to see if it was offside, but yeah. But a big goal for Sterling, though, because I think, if I'm correct, yeah, first yeah, I'm goal pretty sure that I'm, I'm surprised I didn't really get talked about too much, but definitely, definitely a big one because he's had some tough times there. Yeah. Like, even if it is just a little, you know, head and tapping, like, they all might earn, especially like this, this kicks up, this could kick start certain, yeah, cool. obviously, the future times that he makes trips to Anfield, but then 3 1, game was looking like. Then it felt like I got yeah. guys that it could be a little fresh in here, like four, five, one, six, maybe. It's like they, That's you know, the strike with, with Bayern. Uh, sorry, with so, City, they're much like Bayern in that way, mm, where they just so. they're relentless. Like they will not stop to us. It's peak numbers, and obviously, Man City, um, Foden in this particular sense. For let me get my let me get my goal. And it was definitely like it was. I think his performance overall. I know we touched on it a bit, but it was definitely a coming of age thing. Oh, bro! Literally, like this definitely. was a, a special was, performance. Yeah. But you see that goal? Like you see that? It kind of gave me. Um, yes. Do you remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. The one in that cup game. At Anfield, it just 
it just gave me and obviously it's anfield as well but it just gave you obviously Hadzos was a bit different because this was drilled into the bottom corner Fordham's was into the roof but i don't know it just gave you that same feeling and obviously mm. if we're going to take it a bit deeper you know Foden, as you said today was his oh yeah. not today i keep thinking it sunday was his coming of age that was that performance where you look back and say oh yeah Foden is one of like let's say five years times we look back and they say yeah Foden's established himself as one of the best players in the world. You know, he does it in the Champions League. Um, you know, there's Barcelona, Real Madrid after him. And you look back at, you remember that one performance. This is it. The same way Arsenal fans talk about yes. Jack Wilshere versus Barcelona. Obviously, he didn't fulfil his potential in the end, but yeah. that performance, because Jack Wilshere put in many performances yeah, which are good before that Barcelona game. There was already hype on his name time ago. Um, before even we mm. got on loan to Bolton and stuff like that but yeah. we always remember that performance this is it if Foden goes on to do bits we will say that performance again it's funny because this is like what three three years until we first like his first debut and it just yeah like three or four I, I think, think it's it was longer 2017 or 15 we made his yeah debut it's just it's lovely to see the same like yeah, and what would you so what, what would you say about um, how Pep's kind of managed him? Because I know I was a big critic of the lack of game time per se that um, Foden was getting. What, how, what, what is your like thoughts on that? Right. So my take on it was, and it's my take on it was, if this season, if he didn't get enough appearances, enough in my books, so. Like let's say I don't know ten more than ten. If he didn't get that, or if he didn't, if I didn't see a, a big improvement mm. in it, then I would start criticizing him. I've always been on edge because the thing which has kind of saved Pep, if you like, in my kind of reaction towards his treatment of Foden is he tends mm. to play Foden in a lot of the big games. Like I remember back to the eighteen nineteen season in a game that they had to win in, yeah, Spurs, in that yeah. title race against Spurs. He just said, yeah, I'm, I'm playing Foden. In, and that was at the latter stages of that season when I believe they lost yeah. that Champions League tie before that to obviously Spurs as well. So there was a lot riding that game. Liverpool were in unstoppable form. He said, yeah, I'm playing Foden. And he's done that a lot of times. Even you look back at the game against Liverpool last year and that 4-0 win, it was Foden who actually scored in that game and he played him in that big game. So there's been a lot of these big games in previous seasons where he's played forward and forward has done well, which is why me and many other people come to that to that stage where, yeah, we want to see him more. Like if you if you could trust mm. him in these big games, just trust him full stop. And then, um, yeah. So my my team was always I'm gonna see how this season plans are. If it continues, then I'm on to Pep. When I know many guys have already been on to Pep before, and you know it's fair because the talent is there. Def- we just want to see in press it. conferences but and interviews and stuff. He definitely, definitely um, speaks up. He definitely, like, the praise that he's had for him has been very... I think, did he say he was better than... He said he's yeah, the greatest yeah. uh, young talent he's ever seen. Like, and he's, you know, he's, yeah. he's managed many, many young talents. So, that's big words, big praise. And, yeah, so I was always waiting to see how this season plays out. And then, um, obviously, now he's getting played a lot more. And, you know what? Yeah. I thought he's handled it well. I never really thought he's handled it bad. It's just a thing where I'm just desperate to see him a bit more. But you look at guys like maybe a, a, 
without putting too much like disrespect in it because I really mm, just but you look at Greenwood for example it's yeah and it's like now he's going through a bit of a tough patch and I'm seeing Man United mm. fans I'm seeing rival fans get onto him and it's like what one thing I like about the way that Pep's handled forward yeah. is he's been eased in and whenever he might be having a poor performance you probably won't like you you probably get taken out and stuff like that he's not thrown into a deep end to carry a side and stuff like that and you know Saka's done well to handle all the pressure on his back because he's literally got this this North London institution on his back right now like if we didn't have Saka I can't think of how the season would have went so Saka's done well to handle it but you look at a Greenwood and probably hasn't handled it the best way right now yeah. which is understandable because he's a young you know up, upcoming talent so that's cool but that's when you got to look at uh, uh, forward and then Pep and say yeah like he, he's done well with the way he's handled that so that's kind of yeah, my I'm probably really trying to agree very much because I think yeah yeah that he's done he's done very well and now because I was I wasn't I was close to getting onto him I'll be real because it was that performance in the Carabao Cup against Arsenal and I'm thinking this guy's again just come on and just made an instant impact. Because the thing about I, the thing about Foden, which has always separated him from the rest of the bunch, which is why I particularly liked him. Because he's a youngster yeah. who plays like a seasoned pro. If his name was Foden Dino when he was 25 yeah. years old with a little beard, I yeah, promise you, you wouldn't notice a single difference. He plays so mature and you don't notice it. And it, again, he came on that Arsenal game, made the instant impact, obviously got the goal on it. It was that game late, it was mid-December, I believe, or early around that time. And I was saying, I made the post that we need to see Foden more. Like, he has to start now. Like, he can't do up bench time anymore. I get it. The Man City side star stacked and all that type of mm. stuff. But this just can't run anymore. Like, he needs yeah. to do it. I like that. So I was close against but, Chelsea yeah. this earlier this year as well. Crazy. Bro, the thing about it, he's now established mm-hmm. himself Literally. as a big game player. As I, as I said in that Spurs game, the Liverpool game last season, Chelsea this season, Arsenal, done it against United, done it against um oh, that's what I wanted to say. Liverpool you know the other again. thing about that like obviously he was played in big league games, but he Pep also he was kind of first name in the team sheet in most cup games. And what I liked about, I know some players, I think similar to like when they get put into the under 23s or maybe they just get put in the cup games and stuff. It's like, um, I'm too good for this level. Like, I'm just going to just play without too much heart. Like, I just, whatever, that should be in the first team. Da, da. But Foden, every time he's put in a cup team, he's man of the match type of thing. Like, he's either scoring, he's just... It's kind of a thing like Crazy. Pep, look, this is what I'm doing, type of thing. And that's what I'm saying. He's reaped his rewards and he's very um, he's a very ambitious guy. That's what I like about him. Mm. The moment I properly took him forward was when I was covering the under 21 Euros yeah. two years ago now. God, yeah. time has flown, 2019. But there were so many talents in that. And I think it's coming yeah. up um, pretty soon. So, I mean, technically speaking, he can still qualify for that, which just shows the amount of damage he's like. been doing from such an early age where he could still qualify for the next under 21 euros but I remember his goal against France and it's like yeah. my man's just dribbling through the whole team crazy 
And um, yeah, so that was when I first properly took mm. him in, like, yeah, this guy's going to go to the top. Then, um, yeah, but he's he's special, man. Like, And I just can't wait to see what the future holds for him, man. You know, it's just, that it's goal so beautiful the way just take it and just hit it, man. Like, straight yeah, into the beautiful. roof is so satisfying. So, you yeah, know, bigger Foden each and every time, you know. He's not only one of the best youth talents mm. in the league, he's one of the best players, full stop. And guys were getting on to me saying, why have you put him in? Because I remember when I'd done the North England versus yeah, yeah, yeah. Midlands, London, that like You should have put a money, you should have put a Rashford. I'm like, no, this guy's been on damage this season. I'm not even talking from the game against Liverpool, mm-hmm. just gone. He's been doing this type of stuff throughout the whole season. My man's just been unlucky that he's not yeah. been able to get enough game time for you to really see it. But I watch these City games and even the little ones mm-hmm. against a Brighton or West Brom, mm-hmm. he's always come on and made an impact. This season, he's hands down being one of uh, Man City's best players. And as I said, this goes back to a post I made a while ago, but they need to amend the young player of the year. I mean, I'm doing my own young player of the year at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of stuff planned for that. But they need to amend the rule because... But Ruben Diaz, I, I say he's comfortably the best defender in the league and made the best impact. So he has to be the young player of the year because he technically qualifies for it. But you look at the season Phil Foden's having, it's like he needs to have some sort of, you know, accolades to show for it. Or Is that, do you mean like a bit? Of it. I don't know, like man. To 21 or something? Yes, I'd say for young, I think, but as I said in the post, like, Breaking out now has gone down. That's the thing. And, you know, you see much yeah, younger that's the thing. It was definitely like a, a, level. a 24, 23 was definitely still young. It's still young now, not taken away from anything, but it was like, whoa, yeah. type of thing. When they made the awards, like when they first made it, PFA and all that, yeah. that's when 23 was considered young. Like, you never really see a 21-year-old. You know, we see a 20-year-old that's like, the thing. forward and just bad That's what I was thinking straight, with even under-23s like, like, and the, obviously the whole Premier League too as a as a structure. I was thinking under-23s is a bit young. Like, if you're still in that under-23s and you're, 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 you are 23 years old, like, and you, you, and you haven't bust, like, you really, is there much higher for you to go? But that's still so, so young in terms of your football yeah. career, in terms of the experience you technically should have. Yeah, it's, and, it's just a sticky one because you're still young, but as I said, there's been a lot more cases of recent where you're just like, a, as a 23-year-old, you're a seasoned pro. Like, I look at Sterling, who's... Because that's the thing, at 20, as I said, because they're breaking out younger, they have a lot more years of experience on mm. their back. So, Raheem Sterling won it as a 24-year-old. Yeah. Well, obviously, he qualified from being 23 at the mm. start of the season. But it's like, as a 23-year-old, yeah. you broke out as a 17-year-old, and you've been getting that first-team football since 18. You have five years of football that's, on your that's... back. That's, that's mad. So it's like, and that's been the case for so many times. Yeah, they kind of just have to edit it out. I mean, even you could make that same case for Foden, but it's like the chances of you. I mean, we don't we don't know what the future holds. Every time it gets younger, younger. But the chances of you know, again, like Phil Foden, the seventeen year old breaking out and getting fairly regular football mm. up until twenty one, kind of rare. Yeah, because even. I know this is um, kind of very, very unrelated, but even how the playing age is kind of getting yeah. older, like there should be like, 
not not literally I, I, I don't know how this would work but like kind of like an old player of the year I know it kind of sounds like a violation but because like guys like Vardy for example who are just over wait how old is Vardy is Vardy 33 44 34 because he turned it oh he's a bit he's a bit younger than I thought but even like because you know how the the previous prime was like 26 28 that type of age it's definitely getting it's getting it's not it's not one set age now that like you can be at your at your prime levels like Rooney obviously he's kind of he's a, he's very early 30s but if or he's at 35 sorry but he could have his career was definitely cut short because of how young he started mm. So yeah, that's the. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I that's interesting. That. An older player of the year. That's interesting. Yeah, that's just that was just one of the to do. But if definitely a young player of the year should definitely change him that. But extremely young player. All-time score was Liverpool one, Man City four. Man City goes seven points clear from right, and they still yeah. got a game in hand. Yeah. Right? We'll get onto the United game after, but that was kind of a a big game in extending that gap even further yeah. but before we finish off this Liverpool game what are we saying for where, where we think Liverpool is going to finish or what, where is, what's it looking for them now because title's over the f- yeah the thing with Liverpool is that I honestly thought that you know that game that they had against West Brom and Spurs West Ham sorry and Spurs yeah, but- I thought that was their little I thought that was their little turning point and then Ugh, now three losses. Say, this is just fake. Like I'm, we went about sixty-eight games where these men were never losing, ever, ever losing. Like yeah. a Liverpool loss, it's just not going to happen at Anfield. Forget about it. Even if they were playing dead, mm-hmm. as I've said, there's been so many times they should have lost, but they keep finding a way. To a point now, mm-hmm. they've lost three in a row. Like bro, it's too, too, so surreal. It's mad. It's mad, and it's not even like an Arsenal or something else. Mm. It's not. We all just spent. Obviously, Man City or Man City, so that's good. But like Burnley, Brad, come on, man, they would have been beating them. It's just the way it's just flips. It's nuts, but yeah, they got less than Boy. next early kickoff. It's not. It's not looking. It's, it's not easy. But yeah, title's over. I, I I could probably still see them getting top four. It's weird because. This season could just the season keeps flipping. Yeah, Chelsea are back now. They're fifth. Like, how did and what? I swear Arsenal like eleventh now. <laughs> We're back, back where we Leeds back where we and belong. Crystal Palace played on Monday, and it's like whoever won that game, like it was a lose lose for Arsenal because whoever won that game would overtake. We'd go above us, yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's not looking good for them. But as I said, Man City, man, it's their title. I'll be very very shocked if they. Yeah. Surrender it with a couple surprise losses, but I guess in 2021, nothing's really out of the rooms, is it? But no, we'll move on to the Man United game quick. Oh, Man United versus Everton game. Now, Ugh. I didn't really think there was much to take note from this game. I think you know, both sides were in the game, obviously, United got their lead. Do you think, do you think Everton win in the Was first it? half? Do you think Everton were in it in the first half? I don't think they were great, but like it was kind of like Liverpool situation. Like you weren't great, but I mean obviously they went in one 0 down due to that. Was it one or two 0 I think it was two 0 actually. 
Yeah, it was a two because yeah. Really got that. I know. I thought it was one when I just said that, but it was obviously two because Cavani got that goal. Then the Bruno got. Yeah, no, they weren't really in it to be honest. Now, but if, it was like it was. I, I was thinking, shit, United are doing it again, yeah. man. Well, you might as well. You might as well chat that Bruno. Guys. We can't beat this guy. We can't beat him. We can't beat him. Anytime you're thinking, cool, yeah. If it's not a big game, it's like cool. He's not really performing against Sheffield, or he's not really performing against Arsenal. Bro, you're just putting egg on my face right now because I, I, I'm not gonna back down what I said. I, I watched Bruno with my eyes, and I don't think he's the most aesthetically pleasing player. But yeah. this guy just finds a way to just output a goal, assist, and then it's not even just that. Now he's scoring worldies. It's just I've got egg on my face right now because that goal, that goal was nuts. I, I, I have to give it to him. It was bang. It was definitely a nice goal. Yeah, easy goal to the moment. <laughs> the thing is, like, I, I don't even know how he did it. Like, he kind of lobbed it. Was it like, side but... foot or instep. Like, how, yeah. you, how can you chip? Oh, um. And it was so, like, um, what's that word? Lethargic? Oh, Not lethargic. The little lethargic, puppy but, done. But yeah. So cold. Like, yeah. he didn't even go nuts. He's just, I, <laughs> oh, bro, this is this this game is funny, man. This game is funny, but no, nah, that was a world class goal from Bruno. No debate. And uh, again, even in this game, I didn't really feel like he had an impact. But boom, he just had that one little moment, and that's it. And uh, it's crazy, man. But yeah, but that second half, I did not know what was said. I know, I know commentators loved the. I don't know what was said at half time, but da da da. Straight out of the block. I don't know what was said in either the United one, Everton went what for was it. was it, 51st bro. minute? And it was maybe Ancelotti. Um, uh, yeah, uh, maybe Ancelotti saw something because. I mean, if the United side can always I, I, get got up, this is why I never really put them as proper title contenders. I will entertain a little yeah. idea in some of my polls, but ultimately speaking, I don't look at these men and think, yeah, you're proper title contenders because they can be got up. And if they are title contenders or strongly, then the standards just on the, the the ground right now. I think it could have got it, it could have got peaked. You, you, I don't know if you remember the um, Calvert Lewin had a chance. I think it was just before the yeah. end, where I think he should have done much, much, much better. And I thought mm, maybe Everton might do something, but that second half they blitzed it. Decore was having the game of his yeah, life. Man. I have rated him. I've rated him from Watford mm. times, but I don't think he managed to shine in that Everton. I think he was definitely part of their cool Everton and fixed their midfield with Allen and. Um, They've got a very stacked midfield. Obviously, Rodriguez. So it's like he, yeah. he didn't really, as you said, he didn't really get a, a good chance. He's had he's performed well this season, and then the chances he's been given, but it's been stacked, so it's always been rotated between players like him mm-hmm. and. Obviously, Alan, but obviously, I know the core is not a DM. He's a more of a box-to-box. But it's just like any of those midfielders, it's been a lot of rotation in there. There's not been one set midfield free or midfield pivot and all that jazz. But mm. um, he done well. Obviously, brilliant run. Yeah. And obviously, good. It was an easy finish for Calvert-Lewin, but you've got to put those away. like Because that's, yeah. that's what flips the game on its head. Then, who was it? Jeffrey, and he was it that kind of built up. Uh, was it Coleman? The second goal. Do you know what? I forgot. 
I mean, let me. Like, I know it was an amazing finish from Hammonds, like just a bullet. Yeah, I think it was Decore that got that made up the second goal as well. He crossed it. He was he was everywhere. Like he was definitely doing his thing and creative wise because he's not usually like a creative guy. Obviously, he's more he's more like defensively, but. The touch to bring it down, just a nice finish. Hey, we love corner. to see it, man. Hammers is back in business. They try to rub him up. Yeah, I love it. What do you think about people saying, ah, oh, he did nothing all game, this and that. He came for one moment and then he ducked. I think I don't think people understand what yeah, Rodriguez is. Like, he's... You can't really say that about guys like Rodriguez. This is what I mean. It's like people actually have this energy for Rodriguez, but never for Bruno. And it's someone like Rodriguez who actually... Yeah. Obviously, it would, it would impact the game massively sometimes, but it's a lot more pleasing to the eye, and mm. he's actually involved. It's more yeah, of a plan. It's not just a hit and hold kind of vibe, which you would mm. get from a Bruno. Which again, I, I it's like right about now, I can't really talk on Bruno's name because he's he's just gone and done that. But it's just, yeah, man. Like people just need to start slapping some respect on Hamid Rodriguez's name. He's been in this business for time, yeah. done it on the World Cup, Champions League, all that jazz. Even this season, he hasn't even been that bad. He had one injury, yeah. which meant he just didn't play. And I feel like people have just felt like, I don't know, he just got left out for poor form. My man simply had an injury. No, yeah, he came back and he scored. Literally, game, like, that's all it was. Right, fair. So, slap some respect on his name. Yeah. Obviously, what I will say, in that second half, it did feel like Everton. I wouldn't say they sat back or anything, but they 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 had that little ten minute period after the second half began, and it's like nothing really happened from them. Yeah, they sat on their draw, which I don't. Yeah, really and then like. obviously United grew into that game, and you know they were building up some good attacks going forward, and they took the three two lead, and you could arguably say it was a bit deserved. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was definitely like. Um... They fought back. Yeah, back in business. Yeah. And obviously, man, yeah. Tommy again, that guy, he's just chipping in with the goals here and there. Again, people always try to say he's a DM, but it's like, he's always, to me, he's always been a box to box midfield because my man actually has a certain strike on him. Like, yeah, definitely connects with the ball yeah, well. Like, I don't really see him as this DM which United fans I've, I've spoken to have tried to pay him out as. I think that DM tag came. Is it only from... kind of starting in there, isn't it? It's that, yeah, their midfield, how, because Max they have Fred. Pogba, Fred, they, he, he doesn't like to play Matic too much. Bruno, obviously, he kind of like called this guy and he set back. And, you know, the performance against Barcelona at home, 2019, where he kind of dealt with Messi a bit. Oh, that, yeah, I remember that, I remember that. I think that's when people thought, oh, cool, he's, he's just a, uh, but that was, that's, that was just, he was man-marking, like, Donna, can't really... Herrera on Hazard. Dano Herrera Hazard. That was that was his job. So it wasn't it wasn't because he's um defensive. Well, he wasn't because he's a CDM like sit back. Da da da. He's definitely he definitely gets up and he he he. I remember he you know the game against Leeds where he put really nice passes together Ooh, as well. I swear my man got like two goals in like the first three minutes. Crazy. Yeah. He was moving. He was moving like Zidane in that game. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, big up McTominay, three two. You're thinking, all right, United are going to see this through, and it, it would have been one of those frustrating games because, as much as they did deserve it, it's just Everton should have actually taken the green by the scuff of the net after making it two two. It's like you don't just accept to draw your big side, your Everton. Like you've got aspirations mm. to get to the top, so it's like 
yeah, it's frustrating more on Everton's behalf than the fact that United found a way. But yeah. never saying that it's, it, it ain't over until it's over. Yeah. Literally nine the minutes. last kick of the game. Scoring goal. What was it? Nine, 90. Literally. 90. 90 what was the three. number? 97? Oh. 95. Yeah, around that. Let me check, let me check. Yeah. Duncan Ferguson on the sidelines going nuts. What was so jokes was that Duncan Ferguson was going mad and Ancelotti was just standing there as cool as he liked. He's won Champions League. You think he's going to get that? Yeah, he's not running down the line like certain... Hey, it was so funny. I don't know if you noticed this. Why was he a fourth official? Did you notice that? He's, he's, this is two games in a row. Duncan Ferguson's doing up the sub score. Uh, do you know what? I think I think it's some Corona protocol because I saw... I'm seeing like... Because that was the point of the fourth official then. Because he's not going to... He's not going to... Um, he's not touching anyone. He just says... They, they just say his number. He puts it up and so... Anyway, so I, I, I don't know what that whole thing was. Yeah. Literally just holding up this, the board, going side side. Yeah, man. But on the goal, boy, I mean, I've defended Maguire a lot. Because I don't defend him. No, I, I, I'm going to stand by. I, I defend him because I feel like he's been made a bit of a scapegoat a lot of the time. He obviously has his flaws, and we saw on the weekend his flaws in action. Hmm. His, his marking, his concentration, playing the players on side is so poor for him. And it's like, he has this moment, as much as I feel like he's scapegoat, he definitely has a moment like this in him. When I compare him to like uh, Diaz, uh, Diaz does not have that moment in him. Obviously, uh, yeah. going to say, I don't know, he had that moment against Liverpool, but again, that's rare. That was, un- you can say, that's unexpected. You look at that Maguire when you say, it, it's not exactly unexpected. Mm, it's due Yeah. Out. And it's like, boy, that's, that cost him because... Never gonna, Calvert Lewin's never gonna face that. And again, another one he's back, Calvert Lewin. Mm, I thought, I, you know what? Obviously, man got him in the FPL confidence as soon as he came back from I the had injury. Him, yeah. I, I was thought, gonna captain him, but I thought, you uh, never know, but man has him there. Mm, went after that first missing, after the missing the first half, I was like, oh, 12 points on. But he's there. He's there for the big moment. Yeah, man. So, yeah, big up Calvert Lewin, because. The thing is, people try to move like he's a purple patch player. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because he actually definitely. offers something in the game. So obviously, in this game, against United, he didn't really offer much bar the goals. But he actually offers something in a lot of the Everton games. He's a bit of a physical presence. He's quite quick for someone with such a tall stature. But we already spoke about most of this stuff already. And guys just need to remember what Calvert-Lewin is on because they were not saying this at the start of the season. You know what I mean? Mm. But yeah. big goal, equalised, 3-3. Free, free. Game was pretty much done as soon as the whistle was blown again. But there's been a you know a lot of criticism on the Hayes name. What are we saying on him? Because I don't think he was that great to be honest. And it's sad to see him go like this. But yeah, man, what are you saying? Oh, I don't know, man. The the hair one's tough, man, because it's like the thing with Allison. Like every time he makes a mistake, it's like ah, oh, the hair has been washed for years. Da da da. But the amount of times he saved that Damn, team. I'm, I, when I saw it, I was like, 
I was kind of bugged because I thought, yeah, definitely since that World Cup, he's dropped off. Um, but this season, he's... I think he's just got bored, bro. You think? Like, not even bored. I think he's just lost his motivation. Uh, that's interesting. I haven't heard that. No, never. It's interesting. Now, I would say different this season. I don't think he's been as bad as people make out. Like he's actually, yeah, definitely. even in like let's say October to December time, like he was actually putting in good performances and pulling off good saves. Where there was many times they should have lost games, but good save from De Gea. And um, mm. but you know, as I said, it's sad to see him go like this because he's now kind of public enemy number one for United. Mm. Like he's, he's probably eclipsed Maguire. Like when I hear United fans talk about which players they don't really like, I'm always hearing about um, De Gea. Ever since he signed a contract, that's what I hear. Like being off and it's, as I said, it's sad to see him go like this. I wouldn't entirely put the blame on him for the goals. I, I do think he needed to be a bit more commanding in his box when it comes to those goals, like proper coming out and making yourself big and a presence. But I don't know. I, 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 people are trying to the United fans. They're trying to move. The way they're moving about the hate, you'd think he done what Allison done. Yeah, literally, it's it's, tire, it's tiring, you know, because when you say "cool," get Henderson in. Oh, Henderson's meaty. Henderson's not even that good. You know, I like uh, Henderson. They got rid of him. I, I don't entirely know if I'm. I'm not gonna say I'm not sold on the hype, but I'm not sold on this fact where United fans are so certain that yeah, we have to put Henderson in now because. He done well at Sheffield United, but I, I will say Sheffield United had a very good and rigid defence, and um, he did have his a little more a couple moments against. I remember vividly the one against Liverpool, but he had his shoddy moments. I'm not here to take nothing away from because he's still a young keeper, but I don't get why United fans are so certain for him to you know come in because he hasn't really shown something which you could definitely say yeah. Do you, do you, I was going to say the opposite. I thought, I was saying that. Man United fans aren't even like, a few that I know don't even rate him. I oh, is it? Every yeah. I don't know. We obviously we we hear from different United fans, but I always hear like, yeah, oh, bring him in because I thought that was the thing. I thought that was the natural progression in terms of the situation. Mm. Like obviously, if they brought him in, like it's cool. Like you probably do decent um, a lot of the time, but I'm not really sold on him like that. It's a great backup yeah. keeper to have, no doubt. Like as Tough a backup keeper, cool, but. Calling for B spot start, especially as I said, the hair's not been that bad. Don't know, mm. man. It just sits a bit different with me, but football's a game of opinions at the end of the day. Yeah, as always. But before we close with this one, yeah, United's title race. If 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 there even was a title race, it, sh- it should be done now. Mm. Like I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to see no United fans trying to claim that it, it's it's done. Yeah, top four is the aim. And um, yeah, man, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, but we'll close off this podcast with uh, we'll touch on the Aston Villa Arsenal game. Obviously, I know there's a lot more stuff that happened this weekend, but the the main theme of this podcast we're just gonna try to focus on the three big games or three big topics of the weekend because I don't like really dragging it out and going through every single yeah. little moment. So we'll go into this. Aston Villa Arsenal game obviously if you miss your team sorry <laughs> there's probably a post on the football list you know like that like on the on the gram I, I tend not to, tend not to miss out on more stuff but um yeah uh, what's your thoughts on that game because I think I even missed the first like 20 minutes because <laughs> between me and you I man, think was, 
Man was gone from the night before, so... I oh. think everyone missed that first game and you just wake up and you just see 1-0 in the bottom corner. Yeah, I, I, when I saw 1-0 in the bottom corner, I was, I was just like, oh, I'm not even surprised. Standard. You know, like that, like, yeah. it, it, didn't, it didn't shock me. I remember times when I would... Yeah. Uh, obviously, I tried to be there for most of the games during my whole life since I've been watching football. And it's like, mm. before I used to see 1-0 and I'm like, oh, shit, like, how's this happened? Like, yeah, you're right. I saw it and I was just like, cool, let me just go rustle up a little meal. So I can, let me just quickly, yeah, you know, like, like, it just didn't phase, man, one bit. Obviously, I saw the goal mm. after. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, you know, before we get into it, I feel for Arteta because it's so big. And I think I'm happy that it's coming. No, mm. let me not say that. I was going to say I'm happy that it's clear now because that means that there has to be more mistakes. Um. I'm happy that people are understanding now. Because it's like... Obviously not you. Arteta, he's actually set up one of the most structured, defensively salute Arsenal sides in a very long time. There was times where... Literally. Uh, you look at Wenger's side, we used to get bullied. You look at Emery's mm-hmm. side, we used to concede a minimum 25 shots a game. Holding 30 <laughs> shots to sides like Watford and North City. <laughs> Come on, bro. They got relegated that season as well. Uh, like, both literally. Men. So it's like, <laughs> we've also seen some poor times at the back. And this time, mm. we've also had a resolute defence. Yeah. And the only goals they concede, the, the, the only goals we concede is stupid little blunders, mistakes, mistakes errors. Every single goal. There was times where, it's, it's, and the thing is, it's weird because a lot of them don't go under the quote-unquote stat of error leading to goal. But we know mm-hmm. if you watch the game with your eyes, nearly all of them were errors leading to goals. Yeah, because they happen they happen high up the pitch, yeah. But last man type of, type of high up the pitch is or one defender's behind or whatever. Oh, like. It's deflection goals as well. It's just, oh, it's just, oh. Do you know what? I remember... I put a tweet out a couple of years ago. I think just best screaming like this. You can bring in you can bring in any manager you want. They're not gonna be able to coach these defenders. That like, they're not gonna be able to stop them making mistakes. This and that. I remember then um, Gary Neville was on a thing of oh, the word. <laughs> these guys are uncoachable. Can you imagine on that on your head? Um, it never be me. <laughs> Arteta's Arteta's come in. And he's fucking, he's coached them, man. And that's, it, this is unfortunate bit because obviously uh, they conceded the goal, they obviously lost the game and it's like people are now putting the blame on Arteta. We're sitting 11th and they're like, oh, Arteta out under Emery, they were 8th, under Wenger, you wouldn't even see them below 6th and it's just like, you've got to look so, at it deeper than just a position on the table. Man. West, West Ham were not 5th with Wenger there and that's, except for that one year. Yeah, I was, was going to say like, there was that one, the Pius season. Yeah. Say, yeah, but other than that, you're right. But it's like it's been a bit of a weird season overall for full stop. But then you actually mm. look at it like Arteta is genuinely building something here, and I don't see it. Like, I'd be the first to say, you know, if Arteta has to go, he has to go. Like, I, yeah, that's I'm pretty thing. sure I remember that's we done thing. the podcast after the Leicester game um, under Emery. Mm. You could see mm. straight, it's just not going to work. Emery's not looking good. It's just that with Arteta, I'm seeing something be built. It's just there's areas that need to be fixed. A lot of them mm-hmm. are out of his control, i.e. Kwonky. <clears throat> I'm, I'm looking mm-hmm. at you. 
Yeah. And um, give him some fucking defenders, please. You know, like this summer, what I will say is, whatever happens this season, like I'll be real, like Arsenal can finish like ninth, ten. It it will be peak. Don't get it twisted, but mm. it wouldn't really phase me that much because I'm, I'm so. This window that we've got coming up in summer twenty one, mm. arguably our most anticipated window in a Premier League era, probably our most mm-hmm. since the eleven twelve one. Where Fabregas and yeah. Nasri left, and we needed yeah. defender and all that. There were so many positions that needed done, and he was saving it to a deadline. So that was a yeah. very anticipated re- window. But a lot of the windows after that have been we've needed a one player air, one defender, one keeper, one striker. It's never been a whole mm. makeover. Now they've actually released bare guys. Mm-hmm. Now we're, they're still doing errors at the back and stuff like that, and in mm. need of this and that. Like, this window coming up is so anticipated to a point where, as I said, they could finish ninth, tenth. It wouldn't phase me like that because I need to see what goes down this window. Definitely, hundred percent, and I would agree with every single part of that. I think I think I even commented on one of your things. I was saying it's so. Any word you want to use, ironic, sad, this and that. That Arteta has managed to come in to Arsenal, effectively do his job of fix this defense. Any manager, any, any person that watches football or speaks about football, even just know that my mum could easily say, you know what, Arsenal will score goals. They'll score two, three goals at home. They'll get some away goals, da, da, da. But the one mm. thing you can guarantee is that they will concede. Because I remember even Emery came in. That's why I was very I was very confused when they got Emery because he even said, listen, I'd rather <laughs> when they post that five on their website one, with their chest, man. And it's so, <laughs> big like big headlines and you're thinking you're thinking either they thought cool this defense is shit so let's get a manager that knows how to concede goals but at least get us some or they just no, my, I thought with the Emery just, um, know, just... um, appointment simply a Europa League thing like this was the first season hmm. no, second yeah second season yeah that in Europa League without well, you could say first season in Europa League without Arsene Wenger just get someone who knows this inside out so at least yeah. aim for top four if worse comes to worse yeah. uh try win Europe league he actually made the final in the end but you know we won't talk too much how that that ended but i mean focusing on this game it's like that <laughs> as i said i saw one i wasn't even phased because oh it's arsenal but i also wasn't phased because aston villa are genuinely a good side like i feel like people are doing them a bit of an injustice by yeah kind of moving like this is a bit of a shock result like Aston Villa have been a better side than us this season I've said that so many times because it's not just they're better than Arsenal mm. they're one of the best sides in the league they just had a little little poor patch where they kind of fell back to quote-unquote yeah. reality but they've got still got so many games in hand they mm-hmm. can still find themselves they're easily within contention of Europa League spot because they've got a rock-solid defence one of mm. the best right-backs in the league I'd say one of the best left-backs in the league. I feel like Matt Target's going on the radar a lot this season for the type of stuff he's doing. And yeah. down that left-hand side, they've got John McGinn, always working down, but he's also got a bit of tech about him. Jack Grealish, Jack Greasy. You know, we don't need to say too much yeah. about him. He goes about saying Watkins, you know, Traore. He's, yeah. he's cold. He's coming. He's coming to that. So literally, man. you look at the whole set. Something new. 
I don't even me. see it as a surprise that they beat Arsenal. I'll keep it so real, like they're genuinely a good side. Yeah. And the fact they only ended one 0 I mean, nah, I don't wanna I don't wanna kinda diss Arsenal too much, but it's like it's kind of like it's it could have been a lot worse. We saw what happened in the re- the reverse picture, like three 0 We saw what they done to Liverpool, seven two, like this Aston Villa side can really stick it on you if they want to, so I just I genuinely did not see it as a surprise and a slightest so I'll, I'll keep it all that. Even Matt Cash, he done very well that game. Hundred percent agree, yeah. Solid, solid, solid right back, man. Mm-hmm. He did. But yeah, it was just a bit of I know people are running with the conspiracy oh, yeah, team of Arsenal and referees. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on it quickly. Delve into that to be part, honest, but I'll be real. Like when, when I'm I first saw that, I didn't even think it was that much of a penalty. To be honest, when I first saw it, I actually thought it was just a little tussle. And even when I look back at the replays, I don't know mm. if I, I don't know if Arsenal fans are going to get angry at me, but. I don't really see that as a penalty, to be honest. Like what I what I don't want Arsenal fans to do is I don't want them to cry for every little call because it makes the actual calls, like the one against Wolverhampton, exactly. look like oh, it's just Arsenal fans making noise again. I'll keep it. I, I don't know what your thoughts on it, bro, but I keep it. Yeah. I didn't really think that was a pen. No, 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 I didn't because I'd even notice it at the time. The one that I was thinking of, you know, Jim, do you know oh, the Oh, yeah, yeah. One? See, that that was more line. worthy of a call, obviously, not a pen, but, you know. Do you know the mad one was, is someone told me Arteta, out of all people in the world, Crystal got a Palace, call for almost the exact... I remember that one. No, it was the almost exact same thing, yeah. Literally, and then again, come back to the That's consistency and inconsistency. I've got no problem if you're given a red for... Uh, Arteta in that game. I got no problem for giving a red to Louise in that game. Just make sure you also do it in the exact same instance with another guy. Yeah. That's all I'm asking for. And then I have zero problem about the records. Exactly. But again, but you know, actually, we might as well close off with one, <laughs> one mad little topic. When you said Arteta, it rang some <laughs> little, it rang some bells in my head. No pun intended. <laughs> 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 1 a.m. and I, I just put on my phone. Do you know what? I think I saw it before it kind of went on like the timeline and stuff. Because it broke out like not a whole day directly, before. but someone saying. Well, oh, not broke out. Sorry, the video was up for like a whole day before. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Do you know what? So... Do you know what the problem with it is? There's just so many questions. Because I just saw, I, you know, the little thumbnail thing of his face. Something can call. Where's this get like training? Is he gonna do something? Is he gonna say something about Arteta? Because I, I didn't, I didn't see how old it was. I didn't see the whole Snapchat thing. I was like, cool. Is he gonna say something? Like, <sighs> I, in like you know, in when these type of situations happen, usually are able to generate a response. You're in shock. You don't know what to say, but you're able to say, ah, oh, I think he was looking mm-hmm. to do that, but he messed up there and he got caught. Like, what what could you possibly be trying yeah. to do? My man is yeah. what? That's yeah yeah. Do you know the, oh, I was I was saying that um, there's so many questions. At the end of the day, it is what it is. He, there's literally what you're so, seeing I, is what you're the getting. The one thing. main question I had was, you know, we're not even going to talk on the guy who's doing his his business. Is why is everyone just 
moving like it's normal. Mm. Like say that they Chilling. do this on a regs and this is just the one yeah. time Saliba decided to record. Like Yeah. What I would say, I don't know. I was just trying to, the thing is Yeah. I, when I'm trying to justify it, it's kinda of, it's kinda of sounding like I'm saying it's cool. <laughs> Because at first I was thinking, cool, these men are on like, um, it'll obviously look like a training camp thing. Like, <sighs> the thing is, I, I, when I start thinking about it, it doesn't yeah. really make sense. I was saying, cool, it's like a dare. But then, then if a, like everyone would kind of be like standing away from him, it'd be a thing of like, like what, like, oh, bad people laughing, like kind of, kind of making it more of a thing as opposed to them just acting like everything's normal. And then the way, man just feel, the way man's just filming himself, little pan, little smile, little pan to the guy. The guy looks at him, he's like... This is crazy, but obviously... <laughs> what are you looking at, man? Yeah, and who's, he's like, who's he sending that to? Like, obviously, it's not, it's not like, like the Dutch Reilly situation where Dutch really done a madness. <laughs> he had it on his board and he had to get hacked for it to get exposed. My man's yeah. comfortably... It's like, this is why I don't even get, like, this is kind of yeah. on top of football, but it's that. Like, I don't get why people are so comfortable on socials. Obviously, I don't do a madness like that. But even if I did hypothetically, yeah. you think I'm keeping it or I'm sending it around to people on social or posting mm. it on a story? I don't get why people are so comfortable. Yeah, who like who's like, who's oh. not in the room? That needs but to do you know what's cute about it? <laughs> now, if you look but, at his jersey, he had a one star um, on top of the France logo. This was before 2018. Yeah, this was old. it was peak. It was definitely peak. Mm. And it, you know, it, it kind of made me laugh. Mm. Yeah. And then Snapchat as well. Like, Snapchat was looking old. My man dropped quotes on Arteta. <laughs> like five hours before that. And coincidentally, yeah. this stuff has just dropped. I'm not blaming no. Arteta or anything. I just think it's a funny little coincidence. My man's just working overtime. Not the... The memes were too much, man. Gaza saying he's sitting <laughs> on a bad boy piece this of was, information. I don't know what you did for the World War Three meme. <laughs> yeah, this was this was up there. It was one of those nights. Yeah, that was the memes. But obviously, there was it, we had we got yeah, our memes from it. It was funny, but it could actually have deeper repercussions. I don't know if you saw. I mean, I, I don't agree with it. But Do you I, think I saw? that obviously they're looking into it and it, to be honest it's the football it's the FFF in it so you know how they're like we saw how they done Benzema yeah so I would, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm surprised like yeah that was the thing I didn't at first I didn't deep that it was that it wasn't mm. him with his boys type of thing that wasn't at home does that make sense like it's not a thing of like cool you're just like you're just you're, you're doing a madness in your own like the guy. I remember guys. So the FIFA community is actually ill. I'm seeing what it's oh, the, the price goes up for anything, fam. <laughs> like these guys are not. I swear, guys could die. And <laughs> I mean, it's you laughing, but it's like, how's the first thing you think a footballer's dad? The first thing you think, yeah, uh, man's gonna go and you know rise up his price on FIFA. Like, let me let me Ill. go buy all of them, put them out. That's like it was. I remember early, early doors when people, when players would die, it was peak because like that's just take. Um, I think yeah, EA yeah. stopped that. They would just take them out of the game quickly. But even recently, we've got um, what's his name? Onana, oh. on, Onana with um, the drug thing. 
the PDs. Guys are like, let me just. It's mad. That's the thing. That's the, you know what? These situations just make you realize that footballers are just humans, and not 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 like that's a normal thing to do. Again, obviously, but even in terms of like the like man just took a young paracetamol, hoping that to crazy, cure his man, headache, crazy. and he's now banned for like, yeah, long. Man. I mean, if this situation does move deeper, he's probably gonna have to represent Cameroon, and because I think that's where his other descent is, um, Cameroon. Yeah, so um, yeah, at the back. Afcon's wrapped up, man. What <laughs> yeah, also with like the other players, like how far does it go? Like, is it is it just Saliba? Do the other guys in the video get get corn? Like, get punished yeah, for that type of thing? They found him, but I think they found the wrong guy because I think he came out to say it's not him. Oh. <laughs> like, it's, Imagine it's, that. It's really so mad, but um, hopefully he leaves it unscathed. Hopefully. I mean, if he swings that way, he swings that way. I won't judge him, but just keep mm. it private, like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. And then if he does swing that way, it's it's still a very weird video regardless, but... Yeah, that's, you know, you wouldn't, you, that's not the way you would announce it, type of thing. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. Mm. Like, just, I hope, obviously, this technically is his first scandal, although he wasn't the one, obviously, bashing, but yeah. it, it, it's under his name. Yeah. He, he's the guy we're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean... You know what happens when players get a scandal? Yeah. They start turning into a different beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see the whole scandal, whole scandal Saliba turn out like a Van Dyke. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to see. <laughs> it's long. It's getting long for everyone. Next season, forget about it. Yeah. But we'll close off this episode there on that on that bombshell. On that bombshell. Literally. But it's been myself, Jay. And my usual co-host, Dave. Yes, sir. And we'll catch you guys next week, or should we say later on this week? Mm. Something like that. Peace.